not able to live the life you need to live because of pesky issues like health, money, family, things that are killing your focus, begging you to procrastinate, or you're helping professional in the medical, social, or correctional system, dealing with people you know have potential, but you just can't seem to reach them. Or maybe you have entrepreneurial aspirations, but can't seem to maintain the drive and the direction to make it happen. I'm Rich Jones, an RN, a certified life coach and health coach. Join me for Essential Change, the podcast, where we separate the self-help and motivational BS from what you really need to know and do to actually live your best lifestyle, your essential change. The Second Start story ends with a service in the form of a live course that gives those with detrimental behaviors or the potential for detrimental behavior a different option uh, to change or improve their lives. Um, how it begun? Well, the story starts about 34 years ago and my decision to become a nurse. Uh, the choice was almost an accident, even though I was the son and grandson of two nurses. Um, during the early years of my healthcare profession, I became obsessed with being an entrepreneur. I had ideas all the time, brewed inside me constantly. Uh, but soon I found out that uh, I did not seem to possess a number of the traits that should accompany a captain of industry. I had a natural tendency to daydream and procrastinate. I was, I was good at that. It didn't take long for me to realize that I had to get a hold of those debilitating traits. or I would never be able to realize my dreams of becoming a self-made man, quote unquote. The late night infomercial scene, which contributed significantly to my entrepreneurial dreams, led me to the concept of self-help. The promise to change a person into more than what he was was captivating to me. I devoured everything I could find on the material, on those materials. I read from every program. I learned so much about human nature, procrastination, the fear of failure, fear of success, etc., etc., etc. Even as I sit here right now, I look over here and I see my Tony Robbins uh, tape set here. Um, it was one of my first purchases in the uh, self-help entrepreneur field. It didn't take me long to learn that uh, knowledge of these principles did not, did not always translate into success. The self-help gurus and their programs are not necessarily helpful, but extremely entertaining. The entire industry began to boom, and some of the gurus became rock stars. Uh, magazines and programs were everywhere. But the results that translated into making money and getting successful real estate deals and proving life-changing results lagged behind the uh, self-help industry itself. My results also lagged. I continued to study and learn about the self-help industry, but soon resigned that I didn't have what it took. Uh, I just wasn't, it just wasn't me. Uh, I noticed that the rates of success were very low, and I took, a, I took note of that. And although the advice and the tactics seemed very sound, um, as the focus on my health career changed, I became introduced to groups of people whose procrastination and lack of focus and clarity required more significant price to pay than that of the struggling entrepreneur. There was a big difference between making a couple dollars or actually having or procrastinating on things that were significant to your actual physical health. There was a big difference between making a couple extra dollars and compared to incarceration, illness, or even death. 
Now, on the other hand, I noticed that the mentally and physically ill and the social, social and behavioral disadvantaged had their own set of advocates. They had medical professionals, therapists, social service workers, et cetera, et cetera, to protect their population. But the results were seemed to lag to me the same as the self-help industry. Yes, there were successes, and they probably were the best people to teach it, but yet the results uh, compared to, especially compared to the money that they were asking and the respect that they were asking, you know, you wouldn't think it would lag that much. I started to wonder, did these people start to feel the same way I did when I didn't have success with the self-help methods? Uh, did you start to think, well, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I can't custom mustard. Um, the people that I'm talking about now who had a lot more to lose. And I began to dedicate my time to explore this question. And I asked myself, if we could just tweak some of the methods, some of these self-help methods, because initially they work. If we could just tweak them in a way to help the mentally, physically, or socially disadvantaged, you know, what, 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 could, what would that look like? And how could we make that work? And also, how could we improve what we were even doing for the self-help people who were entrepreneurially inclined? What could we do? How could we tweak those methods to make them a little bit more effective? So throughout my medical career, basically what I did was I took a special interest in those who the current system didn't seem to work for. And I asked and probed questions. Why? You know, why did you procrastinate? Why did you not take care of yourself? And I got a lot of answers. I spent a number of years in the correctional system uh, working with inmates who there, you see a lot of people who have just given up. And I took time to question them and, and really dig down deep into what their reasons were and what they thought could help them turn it around. And a lot of times you'd be surprised that their answers were extremely accurate and insightful on what they thought they needed but weren't getting from the industries. And what I did was I kind of melded the, the current uh, approaches that we used in the medical field current approaches that I used and saw used in social services, and I melded those along with what I saw the self-help industry doing and take into account the full range of the self-help industry from the beginning until now, the different tactics. And I kind of melded those into a framework that started to assist people who actually need a change, not just want to change, but change was something necessarily for their mental, physical and or spiritual survival. And there I came up with this, basically the framework for the second start system. Now what's so most important about this system is it's, it, by its very nature, it has to be customized, which happens to be a major fault of the self-help industry in itself. Very difficult to customize. You can get personal coaching, but even personal coaching does not employ some of the methods used and take taken into account some of the deficits that people actually bring to the table. There are views in the self-help industry that if you can't do certain things, you can't bring certain things to the table along with those that are trying to help you, then, you know, you may not need to get the help. You may uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But when you're dealing with people who are compromised uh, mentally, physically, and socially, and historically, you need to take on some more approaches, different approaches that allow them to acquire or get the same benefits that the normal self-help or motivational programs would give. It's a lot more imperative. 
So with this podcast, that's the way I'm going to be looking at it. And I'm going to be talking about different different things that in some way are representative of the self-help and motivational mode. And in some ways, really calling out some of the BS that has, you know, does not work for those who are actually compromised in many ways. We're also going to be looking at ourselves, looking at myself. Uh, I'll try to bring my experiences to the table and talk about how we, as those who try to help, you know, also have the same problems and we need motivation and self-help also, but, you know, also while we're giving it. So that's going to be the focus of this podcast. My goal is to come to you three days a week and really try to um, keep up with what we are doing in the self-help, the physical and mental self-help industry, we'll call it. Before I sign off for today, I want to encourage you to come to secondstarts.com. We have done for you planning, action, and accountability programs that work for everyone, individuals, and groups. Please get on our calendar for a 15-minute call, and I can give you more of an explanation on what we do. So until the next time, which should be Wednesday, uh, I will see you then. Thank you. Well, that's another episode of Essential Change, the podcast recorded in live. Please, guys, can you help me out? Give me a rating wherever you get your podcast so more people like you can find me. Find us. And let's spread the word to change lives from day one to day 1,000. You can find me on the web at secondstarts.com. That's spelled with number two, two N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. I got a growing presence on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. So please come find me. Thank you for another episode of Essential Change the Podcast. This was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life. No, I'll be no good man. Why?